Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got a text from somebody who agreed with me, my theory that we're not going to head toward a Union versus the South Civil War in this country. We're going to be looking at our own, the Troubles, like they had in Ireland for about 30 years. Maybe we'll talk about that again later, because uh, yeah, just came up with this theory over the weekend. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm afraid, and I hate to admit this, you may have something. You may be on to something. I also want to talk about the most disgusting couple I've ever had to sit near on a plane <laughs> in my oh life. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So gross. Oh, no. I had to keep cranking. I was turning that little air thing above my head. Can I get the, any more fresh air? Is it oh. possible? Nasty. Yeah, it was gross. Uh, then I got home and watched Saturday Night Live and thought Dave Chappelle, who I'm, uh, I've never been a huge Dave Chappelle guy. I didn't watch his show or whatever, but, um, I remember when he had his Netflix special, I watched that whole thing and came in and said, I, he's closer to Mark Twain than he is a lot of other things. Mm, really, really, inter- yeah. really interesting dude, the way he thinks about the world and whatnot. But I, I thought he was both hilarious and perceptive about a bunch of stuff on Saturday Night Live. And just want to, before we start this, this is his, the first words out of his mouth when he walked out onto stage, okay? And then we'll pause and discuss a little bit the, the, this before we roll on. I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. I got to tell you guys, I've probably been doing this uh, 35 years now. And early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. 
And those words are the and juice. <laughs> I've never heard someone do good after they said that. Can we pause there just for a second, Michael? So I just wanted to point that out that apparently some of that is what the various groups that stand up for uh, Jewish people of America are upset about. Um, a couple of different, you know, why are we a punchline? Why are people laughing at? That's sort of, I think they're just doing oh they're their, upset at Chappelle okay. yeah I upset at Chappelle uh, yeah. I, I I think though they're just doing their job of you you push back always just to keep people aware of hey you know watch it there's a line here mm-hmm. but I do think Chappelle's right about that the and Jews is always going to get you into trouble uh, I think it probably should I mean not like you lose your career trouble but. Uh, He's right. Nothing good ever comes after the Jews. No. How come you no, can say no, the no. Mormons or the Christians or the Catholics and and Different go history. on and go on about various things? I mean, it's a Different. fact, and I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to like test those waters to prove a point. But well, right, indeed, because I think the history of the thing. If I say the Dutch, there can be a thousand things that come after it. Sure, make if good I, bread. Uh, sure. Oh, please. Um, and if somebody says the Jews, it's almost inevitably followed by something derogatory or horrifying or stereotyping or whatever. It just it is what it is. Back to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> He's gotten into some scrapes before. Normally, when he when he's in trouble, I pull up. I pull up immediately. But this time I was like, you know what? Uh, let me see what's going to happen first. I just want to see what it's all called. <laughs> I can't even remember how it started. Vaguely, I remember it started with a tweet, strange tweet. It was like, um, I'm feeling a little sleepy. I'm going to give me some rest, but when I wake up, I'm going to go DEFCON 3. Jewish friends, so I'm not freaked out by your culture. I know a little bit about it just from hanging around. I'm like, yo, yo, let's go out at school tomorrow. Like, we can't go out. It's shine on tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is shine on? I had so many questions. Why do some of your people dress like Run DMC? <laughs> so that's also mentioned in the complaint from the anti-Jewish. The Jewish anti-defamation yeah. people yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is the the whole shanana and dressing like Run DMC, and then people laughing. Why is our why are our clothes funny? Why is it a punchline? That sort of thing. So, think there's any traction there? Are you concerned about that at all? Or no? Yes? No? No, I don't know. This is it's weird ground. Um, I, I thought that was edgy-ish, uh, but you can be edgy-ish in my world. He did the whole, I got friends, right? And that get you out of trouble? Oh, yeah, sure it does. Um, and he was talking about, as a kid, hearing Rosh Hashanah and saying, what the heck is Shanana? Um, it's not hateful. It's just 
trying to understand in a childish way. There you go. Now back to a little more Kanye, I think. <laughs> Kanye woke up from that nap. He went right to work. <laughs> a year ago, I'd seen him on a podcast called Drink Champs. Well, great show. Uh, and, and it was it was an amazing appearance. But when he woke up, he went on Drink Champs again. This time, he was on one. He was mad about something. He said, I can say anti-Semitic things. And Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Adidas dropped that n- immediately. <laughs> Ironically, Adidas was founded by Nazis. And they were offended. <laughs> um, also interesting. So the version I watched, I watched this on YouTube, the clips that they put on uh, of Saturday Night Live on the official Saturday Night Live channel, and it had the N-bomb in there. It wasn't bleeped out. Yeah, at least one. So did it air nationwide like that? Do you know? Does anybody know? I don't actually know. Do you know, Michael? When I watched it, yeah, those were included. Those were on the air Did you watch it on NBC? I did, on NBC So on NBC, they dropped an N-bomb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He gets but, to. Well, that and, you know, our old uh, producer Vince used to say the at versus the hard R is the big difference. So I guess I didn't, I don't remember. Did he use the at or the hard R on this one? Mm, Chappelle. I don't remember. Although, again, it's, it's very different from him. And times have changed since uh, Insanity was sharing his pearls of wisdom. Well, um, I, I was surprised even that for Dave Chappelle. I thought that word was... Not allowed by anybody on broadcast TV ever for any reason. I, apparently, not. About, apparently not. Apparently <laughs> not. I'm not going to test yeah. those waters either. I did, you know. Benefit. Good lord, no. Um, yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, so what's that? Is there a question before us? No. Yeah. No, I just you know was that uh, offensive to people or not? Or I thought it was just really interesting. In a humorous way, social commentary. You know what it was? It was old school, in a way. It was uh, hearkening back to the days of, you know, whether, uh, you know, Richard Pryor or mm-hmm. uh, George Carlin and, uh, you know, the famous episode of Saturday Night Live, actually, where Dan Aykroyd and uh, and uh, Pryor were trading insults back and forth that got more and more serious until there was an N-bomb. Um uh, Archie Bunker, All in the Family, where you could kid about Puerto Ricans, blacks, uh, Catholics, Jews, white people, whatever, and 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 a little gentle ribbing, but the spirit was, we're friends, so it's okay. That spirit it does not really exist, except if it's a black person joking about white people, or maybe, in this case, Jewish folks. Mm. You can accept that Dave Chappelle isn't actually an anti-Semite. So it's okay. I'm a little uncomfortable, but he's really clever, so it's okay. And then the second half of his monologue I thought was really interesting, where he dance, walks on this tightrope of observing how many Jewish people are involved in the entertainment business. Right. Specifically in Hollywood. But that that's not proof... They run it because you can't say 
folks of the Jewish persuasion, run Hollywood. But there seem to be a lot of people of the Jewish persuasion who are in positions of influence in Hollywood. But you don't dare say the thing. Which is interesting. Yeah, and, and he's incredibly clever in being right at the edge of the cliff. And you're thinking, oh, he's about to go too far, and then he pulls it back again. Well, as he said, there are, there are a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri, but they don't run the place. <laughs> yeah, which was a really good line, um, and, and, and much more meaningful than it seems on its, its face. Uh, I just think, I think it has to do with the unique and awful history of the Jewish people. Um, just, just, you know, uh, pogrom after Holocaust after, uh, murder after, you know, whatever. It's just, you don't want to go there. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if he actually, uh, felt any sting of the complaints or not. I doubt it. Would would have him change any of the things that he says in the future. I doubt it, too. Yeah. Well, he might address the pushback at some point in the future, which will probably be clever and revealing in his Mark Twain slash Richard Pryor slash totally unique him, uh, you know, version of things. <laughs> he brought back one of the... Uh, he, he They came back from break, and he was on stage before one of the sketches, and he was smoking a cigarette to introduce... That's how little he cares. And he said, uh, uh, oh, and kids, uh, smoking isn't cool. Smokers are cool, but smoking isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, you know, how he, here's so-and-so. <laughs> so, and and that was old school Saturday Night Live. An N-bomb and smoking. That's the way it used to be in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to be him. Both his talent and his money. Yeah. Uh... The state of disunion in the United States, Ian Bremmer had a good speech about it yesterday. He's more worried about us hating each other and social media than he is about China or Russia. What could it lead to? I have one idea that I was reading a lot about over the weekend, among other things we can talk about. You know, whatever. what do you want to talk about? Text line, 415-295-KFTC. We've never done that before, have we? What would you like mm. to talk about? Like an open phone segment a hundred years ago. Oh, those are painful. Oh, tell me about it. There's a reason they ended. <laughs> and it wasn't because they were so good we didn't want to spoil their legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the biggest threat to American democracy internal or external? I definitely think it's internal. Certainly short term. And uh, more on that coming up next segment. I'm looking at the clip sheet here. Did Senator Tom Cotton quote Ric Flair, the professional wrestler? I saw it live. Really? I don't know the wrestlers. I remember he was a really big deal in Charlotte when we lived there. Okay. Was he a charlatan? Don't know. I don't remember. What was the topic? How to twist the guy's arm till he cries uncle? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. How to to leap off the ropes onto another man's chest? A couple stories about really bad people, allegedly. 
There have been a series of lawsuits filed against the so-called Church of Scientology and its leader, David Miscavige, in the last several months. Women claim they were repeatedly sexually assaulted as children in Scientology's care and that it was systemic, sustained abuse covered up by the organization. I don't know what happened here, but man, any cult you ever have, it's almost always about sex and chicks up. Or boys. Yeah, so you're calling Scientology a cult? Is that uh, what just happened or what? Might have happened. (laughs) Moving along, be following that. Remember, we brought you Leah Leah Remini's uh, Twitter thread the other day in which she was saying, where is this guy's wife? She's missing for 15 years, but there are enough members of the LAPD who uh, accept the generosity of the Church of Scientology on a regular basis that nobody seems to want to know where this woman went. And there are a couple of missing women from the world of the upper echelons of Scientology, and Woo. nobody knows where they are or what happened to them, and nobody seems interested to ask. Well, maybe they'll be busy enough with that that they don't have time to worry about what disc jockey, some disc jockey said about them. (laughs) Never refer to you as a disc jockey, because that infers that I am a disc jockey. (laughs) Great article in the New York Times the other day about uh, this dude. He's a private detective. He gets the kind of call, the request he gets often. He said, uh, look, I got a client who owes me a bunch of money. He's fled from Dubai in this case. We believe him to be in Brooklyn. Can you take a look at the house and photograph the people coming and going? Be discreet. They're on the lookout. We're just trying to figure out if we can ever recover our debt. So this guy takes the gig. He doesn't notice there's another team watching the same address. These happen to be FBI agents, and one soon reached out to him and said, Hey, uh, your client is not who you think they are. They're really bad people, and they're up to no good. Specifically, it was Iranian intelligence who were using this private detective in their plot to kidnap a prominent Iranian-American journalist who's been uh, criticizing Iran's human rights abuses. So evidently this is widespread. Iran and China in particular are hiring private detectives, investigators, to surveil, harass, threaten, and even um, you know aid in the repatriation of dissidents living lawfully in the United States. And frequently these guys are dupes. They have no idea that they're being used. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Hoffman, terrorism scholar at the Council on Foreign Relations, said a government can hire an investigator in a routine transaction to learn detailed information about the person's residence, cell phone, social security number, work addresses, and feed that knowledge to the state security apparatus so they can snatch him up. Not good. Remember, where was that that we, there are a variety of places around the world where China has jails in other countries where they throw people in jail. I'm told the Saudis abduct and chop people up sometimes. Bone saws and whatnot. Right. Exactly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Let's go. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And then, obviously, you have all this other national stuff happening that uh, I think scared a lot of folks, this extremism that's out there. And that's what this was. This was just a rejection of that extremism. I don't think anyone likes the policies out of D.C. No one likes paying, you know, six bucks for a gallon of, of heating oil, especially with winter coming. But what I think people said was, look, we can work on these policies later. But as Americans, we got to fix extremism right now. And I think that's exactly what you saw. So, are we moving away from any kind of extremism in our politics? I don't know. I think there's a growing desire to maybe calm everything down a bit. Time will tell. You know, my favorite stat of the last couple of weeks has been the poll that showed four out of five Democrats and Republicans feel the other side is bent on destroying America, destroying democracy. Both sides... Vast majority of people think the other side is bent on destroying America. If that's if that's where you're starting, that's tough. Ian Bremmer, political scientist, we've had on the show many a times, was at some sort of forum over the weekend. Too many forums, too many smart people sitting around talking in forums. Anyway, here, here. get to work. Uh, he was talking about what are the biggest threats to uh, the country. It's not just a Twitter issue. It's a Facebook issue, social media issue. We, for a very long time in this country, um, have been allowing A-B testing to occur on ourselves, the body politic, and on our kids, not on the basis of what's better for civil society, but on the basis of what's more addictive to ensure that our data can be controlled and sold. No one needs to tell anybody here that that's bad for our democracy. And then he gets into what it will, what it can do to us. But uh, it, it, it is very clear to me that um, the combination of the disunity of the country right now and the social media platforms that have more influence than they ever had before not only is a principle, a fundamental danger to U.S. democracy that's far greater than China or Russia is, 
but also happens to be one of the principal exports of the United States globally that is undermining the democracy of our allies. He was as animated in that uh, little speech that goes on for several minutes as anything I've ever seen him get worked up about, and I uh, agree with him. I think the fact that we feel this way about the other side and social media, which is brand new to the world landscape in our brains, is a recipe for who knows what. I mean, it could get way more horrible and is a bigger threat than either China or Russia, at least short term. Uh, and so I was, so I ended up on this thinking about the troubles in Ireland, which I haven't read that much about in my life. I've seen movies, read articles, heard songs. Uh, but I was listening to Bono's new book, guy, uh, the lead singer from U2. God, he was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. He looks like an old woman now. He looks like an elderly woman, Bono. Hmm, interesting. He's an old man. You know what happens to all of us? We get older. All of us. It's just a, it's a crying shame. I wish somebody had told me. Anyway, so I'm listening to Bono's new book, and he was talking about when he was a kid, and there was a bombing somewhere that he narrowly missed, and his mom was Protestant, and his dad was Catholic, but they somehow managed to make it work, and that's what a lot of the the troubles were about. The troubles, which included bombings and kidnappings and killings and fights and all kinds of different things between Catholics and Protestants and all kinds of different factions that would tangentially get attached to these two groups over about 30 years from the late 60s to the mid 90s 3,000 people died in a country the size of connecticut that's hard to picture isn't it i mean that's astounding it's it's horrifying to picture it that way yeah and but reading about it so i so i picked a book i did uh what are the five best books about uh, the troubles and picked one of them and was reading it over the weekend on the plane as i was taking a little trip with my son and um You know, we're not there yet, but I could sure see us getting there real easy. You have one of your groups. I don't even want to name any of the groups, but, you know, one of your groups on the left or the right kill a couple of people. And then one of the other groups on the other side say, no, you know, you're not going to get away with that. And they kidnap somebody and torture them. And then various people just start deciding, well, the other side is, you know, they're they're beyond the pale. Anything goes now. And it just grows. And we're, and we're so divided in our various states with our politics that you could might maybe retreat to an Oregon or a, or a, what's the most reddest state in the country? I don't know. Idaho, Montana. Maybe, yeah, yeah, you retreat to one of those states and you're more or less get to hide out and are protected maybe by the politics of that place. And, uh, I, I could just see this growing and us getting there and it wouldn't be that difficult. Sure, the idea of the militant wing of this party claimed responsibility for blah, blah, blah. The armed wing of this party or what have you. Because they already exist. They're just way out on the fringes. Right. And then you have enough people who wouldn't do violence themselves. I would never be violent. But sure doesn't really bother me But that group is out there doing violence for the cause that I care about. That's what you end up with. Yeah, so if the morons who try to uh, kidnap the governor of Michigan melted into the scenery and ended up in, I don't know, South Carolina or something like that, um, just the, the law enforcement wouldn't spend any effort looking for them. Any more than they might look for some Antifa creeps if they were hiding out in in, in, uh, in uh, Oregon. Sure, yeah, I get it. I think that's yeah. more likely than people always talking about a civil war. I mean, that is a version of a civil war, but not the civil war. Um uh, just, you know, unrest and bombings and that sort of stuff, kind of like we had in the late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't end up there. 
you seem to think we've maybe peaked and are headed back the other direction. I hope you're right. Yeah, you just never know. I mean, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know whether the future might bring some serious kink in the road that will derail some of the good trends going on right now. I'm optimistic, but, uh, you know, it's it's almost like you take an antibiotic, you're still going to be sick for a while. Um, and there, there's still going to be problems. Even if we are on the road to more sane discourse, there will be more violence and stupidity and craziness. Yeah, and the, and what I found interesting in reading about the troubles in Ireland was just the, the so many different factions and how hard it was to unwind it once it got started, because the people were so um, uh, angry and uncharitable toward the other side. You just couldn't imagine giving any ground to these inhuman, awful people mm-hmm. to ever try to get out of it. Right, and that was before the internet made it so easy to identify the 10% worst on the other side yeah. and try to convince you that every single Republican is that, for right. instance. Right. I hope we don't go there, but um, completely, completely, I mentioned reading on the plane. It was hard to read on my way back on the plane because I had the two mo- most disgusting people sit in front of me I've ever had in my life. They, they started with something that is semi-common, but I still find disgusting. They each had big bowls of smelly food that they were oh, eating. Oh, no. Like, yeah. No, non-stanky food, everybody. That's just decency. It's just being a human being. No stanky food. No fish. Nothing spicy. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was super, super smelly and gross. And they were... And, you know, I'm... Uh, I hesitate to even bring this into it because I know uh, have plenty of friends and family who are quite overweight, and I know plenty of people who are very overweight, who are fastidious and as clean as can be. But these were two giant, fat, sweaty, loud-eating, gross people. They just were. That's what they were. They were like a stereotype out of a movie. I mean, you got tank tops and just... And oh, I don't, and I don't, no. and I don't know if one of them was flatulating. They almost had to be because it was just. Scent. I thought I was gonna vomit, and I oh. kept trying to turn my air thing to get more fresh air in there. And the sounds of the, it's good. Yeah, they're smelly food and they're flatulating. It was so disgusting. How are, you walk. More, how are you not more self-aware than that? Do you have any so idea? Terrible. I, no. That's something I mean, you just raised aren't. kids. Your kids aren't that way, I'm sure. I'm hoping my kids. How do you end up that way? To where you're just like so unaware of your surroundings or your own body or whatever? That you do that sort of thing. I don't know. It makes me sad and, and sickened. And, and just that sort of person is so clueless. They just, I don't know. I feel sorry for them. It was so bizarre. And so grotesque. I'd have been able to feel sorry for him better if I wasn't, like, near vomiting from the... You know, maybe they had a medical condition. I don't know. But good Lord. You know, it'd be nice if every airplane, every office, every gathering of humans had, like, a chairman of diplomatic communication. We we used to do this as a radio stunt, remember? <laughs> We used yes. to do a bit where, is there somebody at work that smells bad? 
we'll call them for you and tell them. <laughs> because it's so hard to do. Right, because it's hard to do it. It's really hard to do it. And, we and, were, and there was like, where's too much perfume yeah. or stuff like that. We were yeah. always really nice or talks too much. It could be a number of different things. We're yeah. always super nice. But we'd call, we'd, you know, someone would call in and say, yeah, Janet work never shuts up and she drives everybody crazy. So we'd call Janet and, uh, and we'd tell her and she'd say, look, um, you know, some people have told us that you're pretty chatty and I'm sure you're just trying to be friendly and you seem like a really nice person, but and, you know, it bothers a lot of people that you talk too much. Sometimes you dominate conversations when they're trying to get work done and maybe a little more quiet. <laughs> That's a great radio bit. I was so uncomfortable. It was. Every phone call was uncomfortable. But we felt, I remember us saying this at the time, but we're doing a service. This is better for everyone. Well, right. This is what I'm advocating. The chairman of or chairperson of diplomatic conversation. You know, everybody, maybe you get on a website or something and you get 15 votes on that airplane flight. The two heavyset people in the row four, very smelly, very flatulent, eating spicy food. Uh, can you compose a letter? And the chairman say, yeah, I'd be delight- delighted to. And he, he would say, dear uh, passengers in row four, it's come to our attention that blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm sure you're very nice people. It'd be very helpful in the view. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, wouldn't that be great? I wanted to say to the stewardess, hey, can we do the whole drop the uh, oxygen masks? I'll put it on my son first. I know the rules. I just need some fresh air. <laughs> now, you're supposed to put it on you first. In oh, case you right. both pass out from the gases being released one row in front of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was rough. That was the uh. roughest flight I've ever been on. Oh, no. If, you know, absolutely. Like, you're going to include, bad, huh? include any sort of like turbulence or flight delays. That was number one, my least uh, enjoyable flying experience because of their smells. Oh, that was gross. Oh. An aggressive scent. Uh, uh, so bad. I don't know what you should do in that situation, but try to move, I guess. Anybody want to, anybody who can't smell, anybody lose their sense of smell during COVID? <laughs> wanna I'll give you $100. Want to switch seats with me? We'll, we'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4 available with all wheel drive. Your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit 
buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Show. After this year's election, a record-setting 12 states will have female governors, while, while the other 38 states will have dinner ready on time. <laughs> wow. So, some breaking news, and I'll be interested if the media or late-night comics think this is awful. Uh, Amazon has announced it's going to lay off thousands of workers. Thousands. Just like Zuckerberg announced he was laying off thousands of Facebook employees last week. And Elon Musk, at another of the big tech companies, announced he was laying off thousands of Twitter employees, but only the Elon Musk story was worthy of scorn and mockery. Well, that's because he said he might conceivably vote for a Republican someday. Isn't that something freaking unbelievable? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lack of honesty is uh, is remarkable. Speaking yeah. of uh, bipartisanship, I thought this was interesting. Uh, David Brooks with an opinion piece in the New York Times, he's their token uh, conservative, kind of moderate conservative guy. I guess they have a couple these days, but he's talking about performative politics and the damage it's done. And he says on the right in America, this manifested as Donald Trump. To his great credit, Trump reinvented the GOP, destroyed the corporate husk of Reaganism, set the party on the path to being a multiracial working class party. It's 100% true. To his great credit, he enshrouded his transition in bigotry, buffoonery, and corruption. He ushered in an age of performance politics, an age in which leaders put more emphasis on attention-grabbing postures than on practical change. The left had its own smaller version of performative populism. AOC became a major political figure thanks to her important contributions to Instagram. The Green New Deal was not a legislative package, but a cotton candy media concoction. I thought that was a pretty good description. Yes, that's some fine sarcasm. Evidently, AOC clapped back on Twitter and said something or other, <laughs> about which I could not care less. Which <clears throat> kind of reinforces his point more than anything else. Yeah, very early in the show, we discussed the fact that the emails continue to pour in texts, too. 
um, saying, hey, I was as Trump as Trump can get. I got everything but the damn tattoo, and I've had enough. He's, his time is done. Um, practically unanimously. It's amazing. And Not I think a Michael- mention of that on the Sunday shows, by the way. I watched all the Sunday shows. Nobody has picked up on that undercurrent. That's funny. Saturday Night Live did. Yeah, that's true. In Very good point. Open. Very good point. SNL did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the elite elite have no idea that this is happening, which is kind of fun to, to watch. But uh, Michael Goodwin, the New York Post, um, he wrote a, a, a column titled Bore. Donald Trump, uh, like, bore is in four. Donald Trump has gone and lost his swing. Um, for Donald Trump, politics and entertainment are intertwined and often synonymous. His remarkable success at both makes his latest missteps especially puzzling because Trump is committing the cardinal sin of both. He's become boring. The ultimate shock jock is now predictable. Wind him up and watch him throw a garbage can of insults at anyone who won't kiss the ring. Ho-hum. Mentions DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin. And essentially says, yeah, we're just tired of the act. Enough. Almost finished. Let's get ready. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. I really like that one. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's start with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? It's kind of a question for you guys. If Don Rickles was coming up today and doing the act that he used to do, how many minutes do you think he'd last on stage <laughs> before somebody just turned off his mic? Yeah, it's a different time, Michael, a different time. <laughs> Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, if you haven't been to the big California Space Museum, I should know the name of it. I was just there. That would help. To see the space shuttle and all the cool displays they have there. Uh, you should check it out. It was really great. It was really my 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 son really really liked it. Um, they had the capsules we sent the first monkeys up in. Mm. We'll have to talk about that more tomorrow. My son's only question was, did the monkeys live? He was really worried about the monkeys dying, and it doesn't say anywhere on the plaques. So I thought, hmm. But I I googled it and they lived. And so yeah. hey hey museum, you should put that on the plaque. Kids wonder, did the monkeys make it? That's a good tip. Good tip. Yeah, that was the point of sending them up to see what would happen to them. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is well done, friends. Our Warrior Foundation Freedom Station fundraiser, which end, uh, ended officially on Friday, raised almost $775,000 for a wonderful organization. Uh, dollars are still trickling in. I guess people listen to podcasts and stuff like that. So thank you and well done. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. It's going to help. Our brave fighting men and women when they need it the most. Yep. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can pick up some A&G swag there. Our hot links are all sorts of fun stuff to read about, learn about, the articles we've referred to, that sort of thing. Uh, drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if there's something we ought to be talking about. Yeah, that's helpful. Sometimes you see all kinds of interesting stuff that we don't. And it makes for good show fodder. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It's outrageous. It is dangerous. And so grotesque. I want winners. We smell like winning around here. You're a loser. Okay. But this. Look what we got to do to satisfy the uh, the fun police. Okay. No! I never had to get it back! Hot damn, boy. On that high note, thank you all very much.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.